Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 203. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. How about, were you looking for tricks, did you say? Yeah, I think that's my next course of action. If my mother and, and Lala have cleared out, so I'm going to go look for a trick. You can find trick. Okay. That does not consume any resources. It's <laughs> okay. a small village. What's on your face? Oh, man. Dr. Fenowin, she had some weird dust pollen she threw in my face. Fenowin? Yeah. She wanted to make sure it didn't come into contact with any like untoward substances. <sighs> is there any kind of check I can make to guess yeah. what any of that's Knowledge about? Knowledge lore? Okay. Yeah, I was like, is that an alchemy? I don't know. Knowledge lore. Yeah, you want something I still got? I don't know. <laughs> That's true. You could uh, scrape it off his face and do alchemy if you yeah, prefer exactly, that yeah, approach. Some. Let's do knowledge lore. <laughs> I'm a little better at that. The difficulty on this is going to be three pools. I just fail. Okay. So, huh. Fenwin, you know that she's got a variety of areas of interest and expertise related to natural matters and... Um, I guess I should have gone to more classes. Yeah, you don't know what exactly this would be testing for or... Oh, I don't know. You, uh, you have a good night's rest? I did, but I had a weird morning. What was weird about it? Well, I asked about... She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Bird flies by. <laughs> I asked about Anador. Oh, oh, what did uh, what, what, you find out? I found out that if you ask my father about Anador, Lala will take him out of the room rather quickly and your mother will chastise you. What? I don't understand. She didn't tell me anything in the house. She just said they've worked on him for a long time and don't say the name. So is he dead? Okay, so... What did Nasir say when you asked? I didn't ask him. You didn't ask him? That man's been through so much already. I mean, I might, but first night back, I did not want to stress him out. Think I could ask him? That's probably better if I ask him. I mean, we can ask him together if you want. Yes, I would like that very much. Okay, we can do that. That's not talking Renwick. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we still need to take the staff to Daddy. Yeah, at some point, but if he's, like, upset. Did he look upset when he left? He looked bemused. There was just, like... Like he was about to crack. It was, like, it this just kind of happened, like, really fast. I don't know if he was upset. Lala took him out really quickly. Well, I wouldn't want to put him over the edge. Maybe we should give him some time to recover. Don't I worry. think he would be very happy to see it. If anything will cheer him up, it'll be the artifact he's been looking for. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. All right, well, let's, let's talk to my dad. We can give them the morning to settle down. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe tomorrow. Yeah, we can do it today. He'll really be happy to see. <laughs> let's talk to dad first. <laughs> Check my interests. To put that off. Well, what did you do this morning? Uh, I was actually pretty busy. I got up earlier than I meant to. Uh, Besides the powder in the face. No, I talked to, to Beowin. I had to give her the, the scouting report. What was she worried you were in contact with? Uh, she didn't specifically say. 
I asked her earlier, what, like, dapper ink cap? Uh-huh. And she said, yes, exactly that and other things. She seems to have a fascination with the dapper ink cap. I don't know. She Maybe she's been in pollen a little too long. She's still there? I wanted to tell her about the Wozes. She knows Rumble Dumbledore. Oh. Apparently. Oh, you told her already? Yeah. I figured she'd want to know more about that than what's going on in South Tower. Well, I was going to talk to her, but she seems like she might be in a weird mood. Maybe something maybe. happened while we were gone. That is possible. She said she was working on guarding the forest against metaphysical threats. Maybe she's actually working with your dad on But she's always pretty mysterious. That's a good point. My mother, not so much. Yeah, so if I asked your mom about Andor, probably that would be bad. Well, she what she told me was that I didn't stay in school long enough to understand. Okay, so she would definitely tell me that there's just no way I could understand. <laughs> but you want to try it. You're much more charming than I am. Well, you're... Now I'm trying to imagine your mom in a conversation with my mom. I don't know how we would come out of that. It's like a brick wall versus like an oak trunk. Just nothing's going anywhere. Oh, like an argument? Yeah. I guess this is our conversation as we're going to Nasir's? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nasir is out front, balanced on the logs you guys have out there. He's, of course, whittling away another dowsing rod project. Oh, had a good morning. Got something on your face, my boy. Uh, yeah. Fenwin's in kind of a weird mood. Well, she's been she's been focusing a lot on a, a project she has. Yeah, she's, she's probably just, she had like a special project? Yeah, the last uh, few weeks she's been working on some experimental defenses for the forest. Hmm, that's weird. What kind of expen- experiment? What kind of defenses is what I meant to ask? Oh, I mean, hello, Miss here. <laughs> uh, some sort of uh, pollen-based defense. I guess that's what's on your face then? I, you know, that would actually make sense. I don't see why she suddenly tested on me, but caused quite a sneezing fit, I guess. I mean, if that gets your, gets bad people to stop, then I guess that's effective. I don't know. She needs a better delivery mechanism. From what I've heard, she's, she's concerned about some potential new weapons that humans might have. And this pollen is going to stop it? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But alch- alchemy, maybe. I mean, you could put it on the end of an arrow to have it, like, blast in their face, but if you're doing that, you're already shooting the person to begin with. Yeah, I don't know. She's still working on it. I'm not sure that she's got a delivery mechanism fully worked out. You know, that's not really her department, so that's that's fair. Whatever it is, I'm sure it would be up to the, uh, the border guard and the scouts to deploy. That could this be an antitoxin that you breathe in. It didn't taste like an antitoxin to me. Oh, have like a wide experience of tasting antitoxins, my boy? Slightly wider than you would expect, actually. But that was just one, and that was for cuttlefish. Okay, it was one toxin and one antitoxin. No, it was the ward that you took ahead of time to... Yeah. You were stabbed with the toxin, and then you also tasted the antitoxin. Yeah. Don't worry, we were were totally safe. Never thought of pollen as... or through the nose. Uh, We did have a... might be a sensitive topic, apparently. Uh, So I mentioned, like, I got to talk to Maeve, she's... Nice. Uh, she did mention Anador. I see her, like, kind of nods. He was expecting that. And I just want you to know, you're dead. You're always going to be dead. But I, I want to know what happened. Is he still alive? Was he alive? <laughs> Was he alive? Like, did he die then? <laughs> For example. 
And I'm sorry for all the trouble I've given you over the years. <laughs> uh, Nasir says, why don't we head into the, the kitchen? Make some tea. It's not too, uh, it's not too early for... Not too early for lunch. It's like this, we can't talk about this. In, there's like only one place we can talk about this. It's Nasir's kitchen. Pull down the blinds and the windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just play some music really loud. Yeah, well, Uncle Thren can't hear us. So he, he invites you into the house, and he, like, gets um, a pot of little bark tea going, and... Uh, I, I didn't want to even bring it up. I was going to ask Uncle Thran, since I thought he might know more anyway, but apparently it's a, it's a sore subject there, according to Hepa. As I learned this morning. And Nasir says, yes, this is one of the reasons why I raised you. I mean, and because you're awesome. <laughs> So Nasir tells you that yes, Anador is dead. Anador okay. died during the Elvish retreat from Hessenham. Okay, that's. I mean, that's better than a lot of other alternatives, believe it or not. And that his sister. I would like to make a vigilance check. Oh actually. yes. <laughs> it crosses tricks mind. That this could all be lies. This could just be a story someone is conveniently telling me. Oh yes, it could. And this is going against Nasir. Not noted for his deceptive capabilities, or is he? Two purples. I feel like I get a black die since I literally just said, like, oh, okay, that's a good, that's a better outcome than possible. Like, Trick doesn't want him to be, and or to be some Did coward he... who bailed. Uh, yes, indeed, that is a failure with a threat. So you are maybe, what, thinking, like, this is being made up? No, no, I, Trick failed. My interpretation of the role is... Trick believes that that is true, but it also occurs to him, like, how do we know he's dead? I guess. But maybe okay. he'll hear the story. Yeah. Okay, okay. Please tell me that my father's not trying to raise him. That's... So the threat... Yeah, that was me too. So the threat here is Nasir may not know the whole truth. I think that's fair. Okay. So Nasir tells you that Thrandalil had a, a very... Uh, and Nasir, like, pauses and tries to, like, choose words carefully here because, like, Hepa's here. And he's like, and finally he's like, there's no really, like, polite way to say this, but your father, Thrandalil. She's like, please go on. <laughs> I understand. Please go on. <laughs> he he had a, a pretty messy, like, mental breakdown at the time. When Anador died or before? When Anador died. Oh, okay, okay. They were extremely close that they were closer in age than most Elvish siblings are. And yeah, Thrandalil was an unstable mess, to use the lightest terms I could think of here. And so it, it was deemed best by those closest to him to kind of cushion him from this blow as best they could. How so? I don't know all the magics involved, uh, or the the counseling, or but certainly having Anador's child in the household is something. Look, they made the decision to rake it into the pile of leaves, and and part of that meant no references to Anador. I mean, maybe you've noticed, Hepa, your your grandparents aren't around terribly often. But that's not normal. I've never heard of Anador. That does not surprise me, considering that you were a mere infant yourself at the time. I mean, Penna was... Penna had a lot on her hands. You know, you were just a baby. 
and her husband was falling apart, and uh, she made the decision to uh, to soften the blow the the best she could, and she worked with some others to um, remove this distress from your father's life. I am not in a position to judge. It had your grandparents' approval, but uh, yeah, as I told you before, it was a very dark time. Yeah. Okay, well. Do you know how he died? Leave it to Hepa to, when yeah. you put give her the clues that you shouldn't be asking more questions, she'll ask more questions. We were attacked by undead. We had already decided to fall back from the edge of the forest back into the core and just wait out the whole thing with the undead uprising. Our scouts had said undead were moving in mass towards that human settlement. There had already been some attacks and some deaths along the edge there, and our leaders said, that's it, we're pulling back. But during the withdrawal, some some forces of undead set upon us, and Anador was cut down. And you can, like, I don't know if it's vigilance or perception, like, how much are you watching your dad during this time? Probably watch him pretty closely, I guess. Okay. So you can make a perception versus his cool. His cool is two rolls. Three successes. Okay. Your dad is struggling very hard to maintain his composure and his somewhat detached telling of this story. Right. So you you can tell, like, he's more, like, upset than, like... It's not like he's being jocular in his retelling here. Right. But, um, but he's normally really level-keeled, and he's there's some cracks in that. Yes. I guess the trick might intervene. Like we, we don't have to recount everything right now. As you said, it was a, a dark time, but maybe we can slowly start to better under understand what happened. Do you wish to make some sort of social check? Sure. That sounds like a charm check. Okay. If I can help, I can try it. Because I, I really just want to know how he was killed. I didn't need to know the gory details. I mean, Hepa will always... is happy. To I want to know how he was killed, but not the gory details. Well, like, he was cut down in battle. Like, she yeah. didn't know, like, did he die of scarlet fever during yeah. the, you know... So that was the, the okay. thing. So like, you're being a little apologetic here? Yeah, so okay. she, she could be like, I'm sorry I didn't mean to bring up whatever. Yeah, I, I think, would get a black die. I mean, if he wanted to give the details, she would listen. Because that might give her insight into her father, but... He doesn't really need that much detail. All right. That is triumphant success with one threat. So Trick is suggesting that we, we don't need to go have this whole conversation right now, but we can maybe meteor it out a little slowly. So you have a triumph here. What are you thinking? I don't know if he has one detail or like maybe okay. Nasir, maybe Nasir is like, you should really talk to X. Like, well, you can't talk to Uncle Thran about it. No, there is nobody better than Nasir to talk to about it. Okay. So I will give you one detail here okay and then you can revisit this with your father when you feel like it's a more appropriate time what nasir says is thrandall is the one who is still alive and so taking care of like his health and mental state comes first essentially but it is a shame that no one was ever able to openly tell you what a wonderful person your actual father was i mean my dad is a wonderful person already. He he laughs at that kind of a little bit, you know. He appreciates that. In any way you slice it. Yes. And he tells you that for all of his flaws, Anador 
was a very, very special person who always had a smile for everyone, who, like, was willing to try the craziest things. Well, this, this adds up. Who, Trick know, will have just one more question. Who brought, like, so much, like, happiness to those around him that, that even when he was so infuriating, you could not help but... Yeah, all right. Trick will have one more question that is a slightly more lighthearted. So, having met Maeve, how did Anador and Maeve get along? Because that doesn't really make sense in my head right now. Or is she a little more carefree in her youth? Well, Nasir doesn't know what she's like right now, other than your like description yeah. of her. Imagine Aunt Penna. That's, that's probably a pretty good analog. <laughs> but your time is much, much shorter. He says if she's like Penna now, then yeah, Anador never would have been interested in her at this point. But humans, their time frame is different. I don't I mean, know she how fought much... in a whole war between then and now. So. As I understand, she was just kind of the equivalent of, of your age when she and Anne were, were together, and she was new and she was exciting, and he was probably the same for her. Hmm. Makes sense. Which, as I said, your father had some flaws. Eh, Trick ignores those. Okay. Trick gives his, his head a hug. Pat, pat, pat. So he's like holding you a hug, and he tells you that every day he sees some of Anador in you, and he would not trade that for anything. Uh, so even in those times when Trick is infuriating, <laughs> that's why he's gotten a pass from Nasir. How is it you haven't charmed my mother yet? Because <laughs> she's terrified because you remind everybody of Anador. That well, Trick didn't know he could deploy this tactic. <laughs> I feel like now would be a great time to go fishing. Do you fish much, Eva? Would you like to go fishing? Yes, that would be good. I've never gone fishing before. <laughs> yes, let's go fishing. No, I haven't. Please tell me it's not something I have to be quiet during. No. Not really. The fish can't hear you. <laughs> All right. Eva learns to fish. You guys have a relatively pleasant afternoon. I ask questions about fishing. Which is preferable to everybody to the other types of questions you were asking. <laughs> so many different kinds of fish. You know what, and also, I'll ask if you told Nasir about, like, I'll pick out things that were, like, the story you told at the tavern. Things that are, like, Trick did awesome stuff. Uh, I think Trick didn't go into too many details, but you can probably recount some of those now. Uh, also, Trick has made a little fishing pole for mates. Okay. Because he doesn't think that he can swoop in to grab a fish. But he, he eats all the bait. <laughs> He like, yeah, eats the bait off the line before he casts it. He's like, this is a great no, no, game. No, you leave it there, and you'll get a bigger fish, man. Man, you got delayed gratification. Also, the point is, you know what, that doesn't matter. The point isn't to catch fish. So, you guys are in control of how the timeline advances here, more than I am, in terms of when you insist that things happen, or stuff like that. I feel like it's a matter of when does Heppa insist that the staff go to Uncle Thran. After we're done fishing. I think at that point... She could probably say, like, it's already getting late. Why don't we just do it tomorrow? How late is it? It's approaching dinner time. I think this would be a good time. I think if you I should make it him, I think it will make Okay. Because it is a good time, but this staff is super creepy. And, mm-hmm. I'll know, make a turn check. Uncle Thran is already off kilter. What's the difficulty? The You're reds cool. and a purple is not cool. You got story points available? Do you want to upgrade them? I don't know that I, Hepa realizes she has to talk you into this. Normally you would not. Hepa doesn't need to be aware that a roll is being made. Oh, then I'll upgrade it. <laughs> it's the, the players are the ones who make the rolls. Because she's very insistent on 
taking the staff back. Yeah. Because she feels like she needs to make up for... That's completely reasonable. Whatever upsetting yep. thing she did, she's still not sure. It all adds up. How upset he is. But I fail. So then I don't know what, how, what happens. Like I think it's a matter of, like, trick to flex. Okay. I was like, uh, maybe maybe tomorrow. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling oh, kind def- of tired. Oh, definitely tomorrow. Yeah, it's, I do. I have to do some. Yeah, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> Classic move. The whole point of bringing the whole thing was this cap to daddy. Maybe tomorrow. You know, as you said, he was upset. I'm a little tired. <laughs> All right, tomorrow then. You know, I just I learned Anna Dora was dead today, so it's, it's a lot. Yeah. All right. Trick, I would like you to make a discipline check. Three purples, I believe. Three purples. Nope, that's a failure with two threads. Start the day down. Yeah, the next day you begin down to strain. Trick, are you avoiding Hepa? Or are you. Yeah, so I'm trying to decide. Renwick? Or if he's like, eh, should we just, let's just talk to Hepa, convince her, like, maybe we shouldn't give it to Uncle Tran at all. I'm trying to debate if that's what Trick would do. You have, like, no feeling that you need to wield it in any way right. or, or anything like that. So I think Trick will talk to Hepa about that. Okay. It makes the most sense. Because Hepa's a knowledgeable person. What happens at breakfast this day? Like, is my family all normal? Or are you? She's not brave, but she's curious. But she also was told some of what was going on already. Yeah. No, no, I mean, she's kind of curious if everything's back to normal or not. She doesn't quite want to get more ire from her mother, but she wants to know if everything's, like, what happened. How much talking usually happens at breakfast? There's some conversation sometimes about like, oh, what are people up to today? Okay, then she's going to go to breakfast, but if her father's not there, she will eat fast and leave. Okay. You go into breakfast, and it is as if it is a totally normal breakfast day. Oh, okay. As if any kerfuffle that happened at breakfast yesterday did not exist. You know, I think Hepa's okay with playing along with that. That seems like exactly her style. Yes, that's all avoid conflict. We'll just pretend like it didn't happen. Great. Yeah, that is the case. Then, then she will tell her father that she's that Trick will be bringing the staff back today. Oh, that will be some interesting uh, material to study. And then she and she'll ask little questions like what was in the package or. Oh, there was a brooch and a a nice little letter from the Earl S. No, no, he wouldn't use her political title. Uh, he would say, and uh, a pleasant letter from the Archmage, telling me a little bit about some of the things she's collected and her ideas for what the brooch might do and what its providence might be, but clearly it is of elvish manufacture. So I'll be doing some research and uh, seeing what I can find in my papers related to who might have crafted it at what point. Did you try to activate it? No. <laughs> That's what happens for. She's like, I'll try if you want. I will. You can uh, come by later today, but we have to be careful. It is, uh, you know, it is hers. True. But perhaps you uh, can show me what some of the other, the other, the ring that you brought back was, as he does not know that is also hers. <laughs> Hepa forgot about that with all this stuff. At some point, she'll probably have to tell him about that. Yeah, don't write about this in any letter you send back to her. Yeah. So when did she want it back? Oh, she's in no rush. I could probably take it back though when. 
Did you uh, find human settlements so interesting? Oh, yes. Um, what, what would she talk about as far as the deflection? This is at breakfast, so Penna and Lala are also here. Yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't need to be too detailed about it. Oh, yes, we made a few friends, and there were just so many things to explore, and she's going to focus on alchemy. Ah, okay. And there's an alchemy shop, and uh, a bit about that, and inks for my map, and... You know, the sort of stuff Hepa prattles on about at breakfast. Yes, so this map is a new thing, though. You didn't formally, like, maintain a map or anything like that. So, actually, Cornelia asks you questions about, like, the alchemist shop. Because Cornelia doesn't have very much, like most elves here, exposure to humans and everything. So she's she's wondering, what like, what their idea of apothecary stuff is. Like, is it a whole bunch of manufactured things or is it a whole bunch of natural things? Oh, yes. Actually, I think Hepa will brighten up because I don't know that she's ever really talked to her sister like that. It's like you're actually talking shop with your sister now? Yeah. So what she will say is, oh, yes, it's really quite interesting. I was able to get an alchemist kit. I'm happy to show it to you. But the alchemist that I talked to, very against magic. So does everything he can to not use any magic at all. So it's all based on... So, you know, she's like... Yeah. Explaining the, you know, so it's all based on the alchemical with no magic at all. So, which is the part that she kind of finds kind of fascinating. But Camellia is interested. And this is probably like the most time that you have ever spent with your sister. Like, because after breakfast, yes, she's interested in seeing like the kit that you have. Okay. Then yeah, I will show her. And if she will listen, I will tell her what I found she out with medical stuff. She finds it very strange that it is like clothing based, that there would be a jacket that all these things get stored in. Why would there not just be, like, a room set up? I assume so that it's more mobile, like if he has to make a house call or something. So it was his version of medical as well, so that's what she says. The scale of human, like, settlement compared to elven settlement is part of the the thing that makes it, like, not make sense to her so much. Yeah, I mean, Hepa doesn't really know either. She may have to ask them all, but I guess maybe it's for mobility. But they do have mages. So then she'll talk about the light mages. She'll talk about as much magic as Quamilia will talk about. Since she is a sorceress, she'll ask her if she knows anything about human magic and why there would be light. And Nope, she has no idea about human magic. she have interest in it? Or is she just like, no, I don't know. Or is she just like, that's we don't pay attention to human magic. It's just not relevant. Right. Like, she's not disdainful towards it. But, like, if you had elvish magic, why would you need human magic? It's kind of... She doesn't know that there's anything to be gained by poking at it. Trick, you get the benefit of Hepa not seeking you out in the morning. You get distracted. Yeah, he might get distracted. Yeah, I was gonna talk to her, but like if she's not immediately coming around because she's really keen on that. Yeah, maybe Trick would uh, duck off and talk to. Yeah, you know today's a good idea to show Hepa off. Okay, so you go. So there's probably some scout training field somewhere. Okay. What are you laden down with at this point? Like, are you carrying both these bows and this staff and your backpack and your bird with you? I mean, I have to carry the staff. I can't just leave that line around at home. Who knows what it would attract? Of course, mate's coming along. Mate can fly around. Trip will bring along his mom's bow, but leave his other bow at home. Okay. Those are the major items. He has a knife. No, that, that's fine. Oh, he's got some meat. I might put that to use. You're bringing the meat? Are you bringing your Manu Mulling spices? No, those are staying home. You know, because those take up so much encumbrance. <laughs> well, I didn't, I'm not dragging my inks everywhere. 
That's true. Uh, yeah, so Trick has, on purpose, a strange bow. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we'll go uh, seek out Renwick. So you arrive, and Renwick is there. When you show up, Renwick is actually, like, doing some stretches. Like, you know, ankle stretched out, flexing, like, sword overhead. That's right, he's got sword proper. <laughs> <laughs> Do a side on his neck. <laughs> Cracking his neck a little bit, rolling his shoulders. Ties and, his headband. Yeah, of course he's got his headband on. And Dophilus is also there and is less excitedly going through the same set of exercises, but okay. not fully embodying it to the level that Renwick is. And Whatever the equivalent of a protein shake Renwick must have. <laughs> yeah, so Renwick's like, Ah, Trick Manu! Come on over and start the warm-up. We're going to be, uh... Yeah, that's glad. Uh, Baywin said you could use a few tips since I've been round a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we just start this off, right? We, we got, like, a deception or a... Uh, yeah, I think deception, because that's kind of like a fast-talking sort of thing. Yeah. That's not I'd probably get a black guy on this. Yeah. Uh, what is his vigilance? Of a scout? <laughs> He's more of a fighter. It is a scout career skill. Yes, but he is more the border patrol. But vigilance is useful if people are going to ambush you. He's it more is. about ambushing other people to a certain extent. Just like Trick. I'm going to say he's red-purple. That's completely fair. All right, good thing I have an act for this. <laughs> good thing our borders aren't attacked very often. <laughs> uh, I have success with a threat. Renwick like, straightens up and he's like, wait a minute, that, that's not what Baywin told me. But Baywin told this is a trick by Baywin to get us to try to work together. That's how Trick will try to spin this. Right, you right. have to be arms back to back. Baywin tricked us. She is crafty. Whatever. Look, we're training together. Doesn't really matter who's training who. And then Andathos is like, so can I just leave then? <laughs> and Renwick tells him, no, I need you to go run the lap <laughs> around the training course. <laughs> And Dothalus, like, rolls his eyes, but he obeys. And he takes off um, a Tough Mudder-type course, Oof. leaving you and Renwick together. Oh, all right. You say that we start with uh, some archery? Uh, sure. Renwick is game for that. Let's, uh, you know, put out a, a fair shot here. I think I met a black die on this still. On your archery check? Uh, because I'm using the new bow. Oh. Or is that not the case? You haven't had... Um, well, you had the travel time here, but you probably weren't really practicing so much. No. You guys were making... We were just time. moving pretty quick. Then, yes, you still have the black die for the new technique. Okay. Are you pitting your new technique versus his experienced technique? I think at first, Trick doesn't say anything. He just shows off a totally different kind of bow and a totally different method. Okay. So you're... As though it's nothing. Okay. Uh, and then we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna upgrade. That's fair. Three success with two threats. <laughs> They're like laser. <laughs> you know, they, these arrows, they, they come out flying a little faster than elvish arrows. They hit a little harder. Do they go further? No. It's the same range as the elvish bow, but it is plus one damage compared. Okay. They hit a little harder. Are you taking strain with these threats? or? Uh, unless you have a better idea for them. I am adding up strain, so that probably makes sense. I think it's appropriate for you to suffer strain, considering you're trying to be all cool here. Yeah, and I mean, the whole time I'm doing this, there's this creepy staff on my shoulder. Yeah. So. 
So you did how much damage there? Uh, 11. Okay. Renwick is going to shoot as well. Ooh, that is an equal amount of damage then. He's using an elvish bow. Yes. Ba-ding. Not bad. You've been practicing, haven't you? That's good. And, He's like, I'm a scout. And Renwick's like, it's not practice, it's work. It's my job. I've been defending the border. You have any idea how many humans we've had coming around the edges lately? Actually, Trickle runs a quick calculation. At least three. three. <laughs> <laughs> Two in one group and one separately. Maybe one's a redhead. <laughs> but uh, what about the things that run beneath the forest? What are you talking about? There's tunnels that run beneath the forest. You're not making any sense to Renwick. Look. There being no cave access points anywhere near here. That you know of. You know something about insecurity of our borders? Take them. Take them there right now. Look. Secret entrances to a forest? We need to know about that. Oh, you know what? A devious plan occurs to Trick. <laughs> a devious, devious plan. A wild goose Yes, I will definitely show him. A gopher hole. What is definitely not just a gopher hole, but Trick will tell a story about, and perhaps Renwick will... Believe him? Believe him. So Trick's goal is to find something that, like, a bunch of rocks where there's clearly not a tunnel. Or is there? Oh, you're going to use verse on him? Uh, yes. All right. You're going to go versify to Renwick to make him believe that there is... Yes. Entrance. Yes. At a place where there is, like, because he is... Renwick, I imagine, is legitimately worried about possible threats. Yep. And for however much he doesn't trust Trick. This is going to be Mask. Yes. I will do this. Three difficulty for him. Okay. And how are you going to work in your catchphrase? All that glitters. Yeah, Trick well tried to find an area with more glittering. A bunch of, like, literally fool's gold that's around... It'll say, like, uh, you can tell where the tunnels are, the entrances. Not just a copse of rocks. You've got to look for the right kind of minerals. Now, like, because I spent some time with dwarves, I know these things. Those of us who only spend time in the forest never get to learn about the rocks beneath. You know, but uh, trees need dirt, trees need air, trees need rocks. All these things make up a forest. And he'll, like, find a little, he'll, like, sparkle a little bit of in the crystal every time he reveals some detail about it. Like, ah, uh, yes, this little bit means... This one means there's water underneath. So that is the story he's telling about this copse of rocks. Okay. That's a failure. No threats, though, which is good, at least. So it is costing you two strain, though. And Renders is like, this is a bunch of rocks. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, Renwick's like, I know dwarves are shorter than elves, but there's no way like anybody could fit through these holes here. All right, I was trying to pull a fast one on you. You saw through it. That's good. <laughs> I've trained you okay. well. And then Remus like, so now it's my turn. Sure. The tough mutter. Not a problem. See if I can find a shortcut. So athletics. You want me to go first? Athletics check. Yeah. Um. How can I find a shortcut to this? That would be survival. Yeah, because okay. that's like your woodland yeah. knowledge type skill. That makes me more sense than. I mean, can mate help life. you? That seems oh. like exactly the thing mate would be helpful with. Yeah, because mate yes. can fly and like give you advice. Yes, that is true. Like, cause it's got to be somewhere where you have to like go over a whole stream or something ridiculous. Yep. Yes, that is. I will get some help from Mate on that one. Um, then I'll promise it to make help him gather some nest materials. And the difficulty here is going to be his vigilance. His vigilance. And okay. I'm going to spend a story point, so you're actually rolling against two, two reds. reds. That's fair. Three successes, one threat, and a triumph. You found quite a good shortcut. Now I can offer you. A possible idea for a triumph. Okay. Which is, as you're going through this tough mutter, the staff gets displaced from your back. 
I think that might actually be a good possibility. And then after a little while, you realize it, but you also realize that... I feel a little lighter. You feel a lot better, yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think narratively, like, Trick gets back to, like, the wherever it is. Renwick's there. Trick looks like he's a little bit tired, but... You know what? That was actually a good run. I, I do feel better. So so thanks. That was that was a good idea. Wow. Dropped my staff, didn't I? Uh, and Renwick's like, oh, I can go back along the course with you Whoa. to help you find it. Yeah, that's actually... We need to be carefully retraced, though. Like, we shouldn't <laughs> of run. You diverted from it. Yes, but we shouldn't run the... Oh, okay, right? yeah. We need to carefully check. So, you know, this will be a good uh, test of our eyes, right? Okay. Uh, but we do need to be careful. That thing... Yeah, it, uh, I guess, as they're walking by, Trick will tell Renwick about how they fought some skeletons. Renwick double-checks that this is nowhere near the edge of the forest. No, it's several days from the edge of the forest. Also, I learned, a forest is more than a single tree. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, duh. (laughs) So, Trick will relate to Renwick, like, a little bit about, oh, and, like, I met some woeses, actually. Like, I swear, I'm not making this up. Like, I don't know if you've heard of Rumble Dumbledore. So, like, when you get to the point about, like, the underground network of fungus and stuff, he's like, yeah, 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 things underground. Right, right, right. Like At this... Trick Manor. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Trick will make just a regular charm check. Okay. Just because I feel like they're actually having a positive interaction here. Yeah. <laughs> so you succeed with a despair. I succeed with a despair. Can we not find the staff? I mean, that's not what this check is about, though. Was this a charm check? This is a charm check. It's auxiliary, though. Like, yeah. the, the staff is related to this. Yeah. I feel like that's an obvious possibility. Yes. You do not find the staff. But you have good rapport with Renwick. Yeah. Okay, we definitely need to... And are you communicating to him this was from fighting this? Like, he communicates in, like, what trick felt when it went off. There was some crazy purple attack. Yeah. You cannot find it now. Renwick is going to sound the alarm then. Oh, in case someone picked it up. There's scouts around to mobilize. Like, there's a... It sounds like there's a dangerous item around here. I mean, it's dangerous if somebody uses it, misuses it. But I feel like Uncle Thrand is probably the right person to... He can best, like, protect... What's the right way? Secure it? Yeah, secure it, study it for defensive purposes. Probably not wearing it on your back (laughs) for days and days and days. He sent us out to get something just like that. But it needs to be found. Yes, it does need to be found. So, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't want to make a big stink about we dropped a stick. It's not a stick. Is your concern that you don't want more people to know that about it? Or you not don't want it to seem like a big dangerous thing. It's just that there's yeah, he doesn't want it to be seem, found. Yeah, he doesn't want it to seem like it's super dangerous. But it does It does need to be found. If okay. somebody accidentally came across it without knowing. And although not it's activated a, by accident. Yeah, although it's got a pretty, pretty clear do not touch sign on it. Alright, this trick's... Desire not to be humiliated playing into this at all? Ooh, that's a good question. This is an important You know what? Thing. Yes. And you lost it. Yeah. And that's why you're pushing this? Or that contributes to why you want that, to push this? That probably this contributes to it, yeah. Okay. Then you are going to need to make a social check on Renwick to kind of backpedal the threat level here. Yeah. Do you feel this is... I think it's deception. Deception? Yeah, because it is pretty dangerous. And we established his vigilance? Yes. And do I have black dice because I'm, I'm particularly fearful of this? Or yeah. that's why I'm making the roll? I think it's appropriate to add the black dice because you are, like, nervous about looking yep. bad. Uh, I failed an advantage. Okay. So I think 
Renwick makes clear, like, it's dangerous. Like, that's what we bring it up for. Like, Ringwick probably even, like, look, like, Renwick doesn't make fun of Trick for it. Like, like these things happen, almost. Because like, we've had a reasonably good rapport before. Yeah, and he's not making fun of you for it, but I think it highlights the importance of, like, proper training. And, yes. like, proper, like, protocols and things like that. Yes, because it would not have occurred to Trick to sound the alarm. Yeah. Like, instead of running through the forest with a dangerous staff, yeah. maybe hand it over the first day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. But it felt so right. <laughs> so we can sound the alarm. Yeah. So it's not, again, it's not like bells are clanging throughout the whole forest. It's more like... Rally a search party. Yeah. yeah. Go back to Beowin and tell her... Yeah. We gotta find this thing. Mm-hmm. We should talk to Uncle Thran. He might have some way of detecting it. I don't know. Okay, so you can go deal with your uncle, and Renwick will go to Beowulf. Yeah, and Renwick has seen it. Oh, where's... Where's Endothelus? Well, yeah, where's Endothelus? He should have been back by now. That's a good question. He had to go run the one thing, and that was... Yeah, but, like, he left before I did. But you took a shortcut. I mean, granted, I ran it pretty fast, but... <laughs> I'm not sure I could see that if he rolled a despair, he came across the snap and activated it, but I kind of feel like he's hiding somewhere, <laughs> sitting it out. <laughs> like, he seems like a partner in crime. Yeah. He did fall asleep while he was supposed to be watching Global. Yeah, like, Trick is actually concerned. Like, if he stumbled across it and, like, it's reasonable to think he might just pick it up. He might have accidentally activated it and hurt himself. That's a fair thing for Trick to think. All right, I'm going to get a friend. Well, you know, we could have an exciting day. So, it's probably like mid-afternoon by this point. You have had a fascinating conversation with Camellia. You know what? I think with the alchemy and a little bit of the rapport building, just with her showing interest, I think Hepa's kind of excited because she probably wants a little approval from her big sister. So, she's probably engaging in this more than you would expect for how strange they kind of are. She probably does let slip that Alric... Because she's probably talking about how he did explosions or whatever. So she's probably, she likes him a lot. So she's, it's probably just a matter of time before she even mentions his name. Whether or not Camellia asks about him is another thing. Hepa's not trying to advertise that she's interested in him. She'll probably just be like, oh, he's a friend or whatever. But I mean, that this is his, his best. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but I mean, if you know her well enough, you might see she blushes a little bit. She'll tell her about the the ring and how casting brambles through it made rock stuff. If she's even seems interested about any of this stuff, maybe she's not like that, but Hepa would happily show her. Yeah. She's not very artifact ish. So is Hepa's rambling solely focused on apothecary magic-y things? I think so. I mean, it's sort of whatever I think she thinks she can connect with Quamilia about. Okay. At this point, and that seems like she was surprised she was interested in the alchemy and magic, and you know, Hepa has questions about magic if she has answers. I think it really depends on what she will answer, and then. Okay, I just wanted to. I'm not she's not to... going to ask about her uncle. Okay, that's yeah. what I wanted to check in about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that she feels comfortable enough. Like at this point, she's got a good rapport going. It feels like with Quamilia. I don't know if it's if it is or not, but from Hepa's perspective, it's she's talking to her. So I don't think she wants to ruin that by asking about Anador. If she brings it up, she will talk happily talk about it, but she's not. She may ask her at some point, but I don't think she feels close enough to her to broach that subject. All right, what's your cool? I have two greens. I'm having Camellia make a vigilance check, kind of just to like see if she detects that you have a crush on someone. 
I can do deception if I need to as well. You didn't make it sound like you were actively trying to hide anything. I mean, if you would rather that you roll cool against her vigilance than her rolling vigilance against your cool, it doesn't really matter. Either, whatever, it's fine. She succeeds with two threats. I don't know what could be disturbing about Peppa having a crush on a human who's actually part of the man who... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's pertinent, though, that, like... You have a crush on a Manu, considering, like, just yesterday you brought up your uncle who had an affair with a Manu, who, like, we're not supposed to talk about. Right, right. So, Camellia, like, detects that there is, like, some sort of, like, this Alec person seems, like, more significant in your your talking. Yeah. And these are threats to Camellia. So, right, like, yeah. this may affect, like, how she interacts in the future or... She is not an impulsive person, though. Like, yeah, Peppa may never know how she feels about this. Yeah, it's just a matter of like she's got to think about this carefully because even if even if Mother has like convinced you like not to talk about Anador anymore, like if you start talking about like your Manu crush or whatever to like your dad, is that gonna somehow stir up things that aren't supposed to be right. discussed? Like Camellia has a far better understanding than Peppa does of like what topics are safe or not safe. Or what they did to him. Yeah, yeah. So that's Camellia's problem. (laughs) But yeah, so you pass a a lot of time with her because this is magic and you are showing like concrete focused interest in something that overlaps with her interest areas. So it's a a good sister-sister day. And then Trick Mano shows up. (laughs) I lost the staff. (laughs) Bust open the door. (sighs) Yeah, I think you will just say, I lost the staff. listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.